The scientific proof of God is not a proof that God is responsive to the wants of man. Proving God exists is not tantamount to proving He exists at our pleasure or within our parameters. God does not exist if one wills Him out of their life. If mankind wishes to be free of God and live in a reality devoid of God, he or she ends up in precisely that kind of reality. We make our own reality, not as a personal truth, but we do choose which reality we are in, corporately. But a world or reality without God is not without its drawbacks. Outside of the reality of God one is not heir to the promises of God. We do not get to have our way in the way we want it, we get our own way till our cup is brimming with the full measure of our disobedience. To fulfill the conditions of the experiment the world must be divided, by the experiment, into two distinct groups. Setting up the experiment simply identifies which person is in which reality. This is a decision made by them. The choice of reality begins the experiment and conducting the experiment in a systematic and quantifiable way, consolidates the choices that have been made. In the next part we will look at various scenarios to illustrate what might be termed the intermediary phrase of the experiment, the point at which groups have been established and have become operational. The test group has not consolidated its economic and political dominance. Opposition will still remain. The word we have adopted to reflect the process and aim of the test group is NIMBYism. NIMBY is an acronym of NOT IN MY BACKYARD. This is a term of abuse and disdain as all liberal appellations are. It could be interpreted as a belief that the customer is always right. Regardless, a NIMBY is considered to be a person who is protective of the things under their care. A NIMBY is a responsible person who does not take his position of responsibility lightly. As such he is a thorn in the side of those with a political agenda. Understanding responsibility is the key to understanding the NIMBY. NIMBYism is not about protecting property values for the sake of personal benefit. Protecting property values is as much about the value of the community and its citizens as about protecting your personal share of the total wealth. NIMBYism is about protecting what has value and the value that has been created. NIMBYs understand how difficult it is to build value and how easy it is to squander it. Unfortunately, too few socialists understand how difficult it is to create value. This is why they think a workable system can be modified in any way they choose to suit their agenda, change history and the cultural narrative, and do this without risk and without experiencing any negative consequences. It would be as if an engineer has built a car and the stockholders come in and each makes their own changes to the vehicle but still think it will be saleable. To divide believer and participant in the test group from the disbeliever and opponent of the experiment requires a way of life that is comprehensive and yet diametrically opposed to the life of the unbeliever. The less our opponents wish to emulate us the better for the experiment. This is why there needs to be two distinct realities if the experiment to work. The experiment does not just need a believer contrasted with an unbeliever, or two different possible outcomes. 
The two groups must comprise two distinct races inhabiting two diametrically opposed realities. Luckily, there is key facet that is able to serve as a wedge issue. The two groups are before the experiment, one group in one reality. The experiment proves the existence of God as it divides one group from the other, this requires a mechanism that drives a wedge between the two groups. We have used the acronym NIMBY to highlight the pivotal difference between the test and control groups. But not in my backyard is not the true key to unlock the condition needed for the experiment. NIMBYism reflects the issue but is not the specific point at which the groups diverge. The difference between the two groups is expressed in the nature of ownership. The NIMBY is often accused of being solely concerned with his property values. Even if this were the case it does not prove that NIMBYism is never justified. We have a right to what we create and what we create is contained in the value we husband. Your rights, in other words, end where my payments begin. He who pays the cost is the customer and the one with the rights to what has been purchased. What few persons seem to understand is that the most important feature of all existence is the line. God created the line for a reason, it is there when he first created the universe. Lines of division are clearly established. Lines may take different forms as boundaries, walls, categories, but they always divide two different things. But the line is not truly the thing that divides, the division is only as clear and as decisive as the two things it divides are distinct from one another. There is a clear line of division between good and evil and God and Satan. The division between good and evil is the clearest line we know. As much as is humanly possible, the experiment attempts to recreate this line during the course of the experiment. The test group endeavors to live as God has decreed and the control group lives in whatsoever way they choose, so long as they reject the ways and teachings of God. For the purposes of the experiment, it is of the utmost importance to know where the line is between the two groups. What the experiment does is to equate the control group with Babylon. Babylon is a business model, it encompasses an ideology of business. The test group is an experimental business. Businesses have boundaries, borders, walls and limits and conditions of entry and residence. The point of contact between businesses is the market and markets are defined by their accounting. NIMBY exchanges can and do prohibit others eating at their expense. NIMBY exchanges are a different kind of market using a different kind of currency that eliminates risk and enables anyone to start a business. To make the point crystal clear, the experiment cannot take place in a place without boundaries. The test group must be surrounded by impenetrable walls. However, we cannot put walls around the property of others and expect to be insulated from this machinations and conspiracies. We cannot put physical walls around conceptual property. We do not own the physical world and the experiment is not about physical walls. Private ownership and public ownership permit us to build physical walls, but physical walls do not provide the security and autonomy the test group requires. 
However, there is a way to isolate groups even when physically juxtaposed. As it happens this is already achieved by commercial enterprises and even government departments. It is possible for a company or government to give a department a budget and an accounting program and by tracking income and expenses the operation of that department can be maintained as a separate entity. So, it is with the experimental or test group. This is why the experiment is done through commercial enterprises. The key requirement, which is to separate the two groups, is not met if the exchanges use the same currency as the control group. Accounting cannot protect a group from inflation if the currency serves as a bridge between the two operations. A government that spends too much money or prints large amounts of currency is a government that produces inflation. Even taxation is ultimately a way to devalue or inflate the taxpayer's income. Taxes are a more targeted form of inflation than printing money is, but ultimately inflation hurts everyone using the inflated currency. Governments have two choices, to create targeted inflation or a more generalized inflation, if they are to exist. Governments do not create value. At best governments create the illusion of something that creates value. The test group must be isolated from all sources of inflation, and while it may not be possible to do this in the short term, over the life of the experiment a total and complete separation of the control and test groups can and must be achieved. The test group requires isolation not just from physical intrusion but also operational interference. We need a total existential divorce from the commercial and political activities of Babylon. To achieve this the test group needs to be formed as a business enterprise, but more importantly it has to be capitalized as a unique business model. There is a simple, risk-free way to do this. In the next part of this series, we will introduce to you the Free NIMBY franchise. The Free NIMBY franchise is a business designed to prove the existence of God in a specific and targeted and commercially viable way. In the process Christians are separated out of Babylon. But more on the specifics of setting up a risk-free free NIMBY franchise in the part 9.